0: It's mystery time. Tonight, mystery classics. Stars Laurence Olivier in The Suicide Club. He died after all. Was it murder and suicide? Or murder and accidental death? Viddy a shuffle of the cards. Then they were dealt out. And if you draw the wrong cards, mm, gives me the shiver. So I'm sure you'll listen as intently as I shall. It's that famous, chilling classic by Robert Louis Stevenson, now transcribed, The Suicide Club, starring Laurence Olivier. This is the story of a frightening adventure. I do not propose to tell you my name. And after you've heard the story, you will perhaps understand why not. One night, in an oyster bar not far from Leicester Square. What's on, man? That fellow doing over there? The one to just come in, huh It seems to be with those two commissionaires. He's got a dish or something around, haven't he? seem to be offering everyone something to eat <laughs> are they or something oh, yes, they look like it. some sort of tart. I think yes they're cream tarts cream tarts in an oyster bar oh, well it seems to be giving them away I'm not surprised <laughs> maybe it's a wager <laughs> well well it looks as like if we're going to be offered some too <laughs> will you do me the honor of eating one of these tarts I can answer for the quality of the pastry. I've eaten 27 of them myself since <laughs> 5 o'clock. <of them. laughs> 27? That's rather of a lot, isn't well, it? That's a sensible sir. Every time my offer is rejected, I insist on eating the tart myself. All right, then, Colonel. We'll help you out. <laughs> on one condition, if my friend and I both eat your tart, you must join us for supper, out. <laughs> a good idea. Well, I've several dozen still on hand, so I'll have to visit a few more bars before I've got rid of them all. If you're already hungry, gentlemen, I. No, oh, so, no, think... so, my friend, and I will go the round with you. It looks very pleasant way of passing it. <laughs> Stupid, indeed. <Plenty. laughs> two so, for the of <laughs> mm. Delicious. Ah, ah, these are. Ah. Yes, yes. Well, there was obviously a story behind all this nonsense. My friend and I were anxious to hear it. We chose a little French restaurant in Soho, ordered a private room, a very good meal, and champagne for the occasion. young man ate surprisingly well, despite his rather sickly hors d'oeuvres. And over the dessert, we persuaded him to begin his explanation. <laughs> There's any reason why I shouldn't tell you my story. So perhaps I find him to do so. Good, real. <laughs> I come from quite a respectable family, you know, and I started life with quite a reasonable fortune. I have a lot of amusing adventures even a jewel when i was in paris By oh, well, the, jewel, I the time i began to come to my senses i had very little fortune left and promptly fell in love ah, oh, yes. i had nothing left to offer the young lady i came to the sad conclusion that there was really nothing very much left to live for no i got rid of all the money i had left under the last 80 pounds which left me just 40 pounds to get rid of during the course of today 40 pounds what happened to the other forty? that went for a very particular purpose well i've spent a very amusing day getting rid of my last two pounds from the cream tarts over which we met <laughs> and i wanted to close a foolish life in a in a particularly foolish manner which you must admit i, well, I shouldn't deny it. that but what happens next oh i'm not complaining and at least i'm not a coward i've lived my life and enjoyed it so now i simply have to get rid of it rid of it you mean you mean kill yourself hmm. well, oh who oh, oh, hasn't often thought of doing that you know, um, young fellow, it's a curious coincidence. but the whole of London, you went and picked on a couple of people in much the same position as yourself. Yes. What? Well, well, you mean you're ruined, too? It's mm. <laughs> this, this very excellent supper of last extravagance as well? <laughs> like my green jar? <laughs> well, near enough. Just to get rid of any slight disparity, let's put five pounds here on the table to cover the bill and have you a match. Yes. Thank you. Burn the rest. <laughs> like this. What the hell are you doing? Don't be another fool. food. Well, though. aren't we all... <laughs> Oh, heavens haven't you got any money left at all now why didn't you keep your 40 pounds 40 pounds why not 40 pounds oh for that matter why not 80. <laughs> you must have done the best part of a hundred well 40 pounds would have been enough but without that no admission they're very strict about the rules fine business when you can't even die without money. Now, I think you'd better explain yourself. Do I have to? Mm-hmm. If you haven't the 40 pounds, what's the point? Well, oh, I haven't had enough for both of us. I think, think we, we really needed it. I thought you were in the same straits as I was. I seem to remember that you had 80 pounds yesterday. Yes. Yes, I have. You're not fooling me. You, you are I'm as desperate as I am. Oh? Huh? Uh, Bored with life—that's what you mean. Yes, indeed. God had made that clear enough by burning my last money. Well, perhaps you can afford to burn a hundred pounds or so. Well, I'm no millionaire. That's what you mean. No. Well, here's to your help. <laughs> <laughs> and good night, my merry ruins. Oh no, you can't get out of it like that. You tell me that you're desperate, and I accept the fact. Why should you have less confidence in me In either of us? Yes. What? Then you're not joking. You really are. Ah, like you, we've had enough of life, yeah. haven't we, Colonel? Yes, I and Sooner or later, is. alone, not together, we're prepared to put an end to it. quite of right me, Colonel? Mm, yes. yes, well, now that we've come across uh, you, and since you seem to be in a hurry, well, we can make it tonight just as easily. Quite, Why, why no? not all three not? of us together? Yes, why not? That really goes for you as well, Colonel? Yes, yes, certainly, provided you something in mind. And you really can't put up the 80 pounds between you. Oh, Two, six, ten, pounds! Twenty, 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 twenty. A few left over. I oh, uh, shouldn't so forget can about you the rest. Forty pound pounds each is the entrance fee. The entrance fee? Entrance fee to what? <inaudible> to the suicide club. How it's managed or who started the club, I don't exactly know. But what I do know, I'm under the temptation this. If you are really tired of life, both of you, I'll take you to a meeting of the club. And if not tonight, at least sometime within the week. You'll quietly cease to live. And you say that you're a member of this club? Yes, I paid my subscription today. I shall be going there in. What time is it? Yes, <laughs> in half an hour. You've just got half an hour to make up your minds whether you're coming with me or not. If you were serious, then you've got to lose. I'll be back for your decision. In half an hour, gentlemen. <laughs> have made up your mind perfectly. you don't want to draw back while there's still time no I'm not in the habit of drawing back no. either of us no. very well, we'll then we take a four-wheeler cab minute, sir drive us to the address from this piece of paper very good sir after you gentlemen Hello, gentlemen, in the circumstances, you'll appreciate that a certain amount of secrecy is called for until you're actually enrolled in the club. You'll forgive me if I take the precaution of lying and solving you Yes, I'm afraid it is. You see, gentlemen, this is not a joke. The cab stopped at large in a dark street, and the young man paid it off. He took the bandages off our eyes and invited us to follow him down an alleyway. He knocked at the door. Door was opened and we were ushered into an entrance hall. The young man left us for a few minutes and yeah. we heard voices. At last, an inner door was opened and we found ourselves in the presence of the president of the club. Sit down, gentlemen. I'm told you wish to see me. We wish to join your club, sir. The suicide club. Forgive me, gentlemen. you appreciate I have to take precautions. So you wish to join the suicide club? May I ask your reasons? Well, I was a colonel. Till I was cashiered for cheating at cards. Hmm. And you, sir? Sure, Generally, <laughs> <enough>. is Lazy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you must have a better reason than that. No, I should. I have. I've lost all my money. Can't be bothered to make any more. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't so experienced in these things, I should probably turn you both away. As it is, I happen to know, that suicide is almost always committed for the most frivolous reasons. <laughs> very well, then. If you are prepared to take the oath in the manner prescribed, you will be accepted as members. The oath, I need hardly say, is an oath of secrecy. We're careful to make it binding in the very highest degree. When you have taken the oath, if you're willing to do so, that is. Then you'll be enrolled forthwith as members of the Suicide Club. We have bound ourselves on oath to keep the secrets of the Suicide Club. Nothing could be conceived more passive than the obedient promise or more stringent than the terms to which we had agreed. The man who broke that oath of silence could scarcely have a rag of honor or any of the consolations of religion left to him. We signed the document but not without a shudder. The president received our entrance money and, without more ado, took us through into the smoking room of the Suicide Club. There we were introduced to our fellow members. This, a full muster of the club? Oh, middling. By the way, if you have any money, it's usual to offer champagne. Mm. It keeps up a good spirit and... uh, (laughs) It's one of my little perquisites. I shall have to leave that to you, I'm afraid, Colonel. That's in this four bottles. With my compliments. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, please make yourselves at home. We looked about us with interest. A few of the other members were much above thirty, and one or two were still in their teens. One man interested me intensely. He was probably upwards of forty, but he looked fully ten years older. I've never seen a man more naturally hideous. Nor one more ravaged by his excesses. He was partly paralyzed. And was the only man in the room who shared the composure of the president. I got into conversation with him. So you are newcomers, are you? Well, perhaps I can help to set your minds at rest. I've been coming here regularly for two years now. Two years? But I thought members could only expect allowance for a week or so. Ah, yes, but my case is peculiar. I'm not properly speaking a suicide at all. Merely an honorary member. I only visit the club once every two months or so. My infirmity, you know. And I pay a special rate. Even so, my luck has been quite extraordinary. Your luck? I still don't really understand. Oh, no, of course not. An ordinary member who comes here looking for death, like you, returns every evening till fortune favors him. He can even live on the premises. Quite cheaply. The president's company is worth the money in itself. Indeed. I shouldn't have thought of it. Oh, but you don't know the man. The drollest fellow. What stories and what finishes! I think it is a permanently like yourself. The only permanency, really? So far I've been graciously spared, but I must go at last. But the president never plays, of course. He shuffles and deals for it and makes all the necessary arrangements. He's been running the club for over three years, and not a whisper of suspicion has been aroused. Quite astonishing, when you come to think of it? And he assists the members to commit suicide? Yes, indeed. The whole thing's in his hands. Do you remember the case last week, the man who was accidentally poisoned in a chemist's I spot? read about it in the papers. Beautifully arranged. Though one of our president's less racy notions. But how simple. And how safe. You mean that man was one of the victims? I, I mean, uh, one of your members? Of course. Cool. Nearly every accident which you read about in the papers. in decent society, of course, is arranged for one or other of our members. Ex-members, I assume. You have to forgive me. I'm still in the dark. And you said that you've been lucky and have been lasting so long. I thought that the whole idea was to die as quickly as possible. Naturally, but I, as I explained, I'm a special case. To me, the club is a sort of temporal intoxication. If I could stand the excitement, I should come here more often. As it is, I regard this as the ultimate in dissipation. I think I can say I've tried every other sort. You can't believe it. If you'd excuse me saying so. I'm flattered. Some people get their greatest excitement out of love or gambling or crime. To me, there's nothing so exciting as fear. In fact, you can envy me. I'm an utter coward. To such as me, the club offers particular excitement. It does. I'm still in the dark. How is the excitement, as you call it, arranged? Of course, I must tell you uh, how the uh, victim, I think that was your word, how the victim is selected every evening. Uh, but not only the victim, the other member who is to act for the club and become death's high priest for the occasion. You mean they, they kill each other? Why, yes, the trouble of committing suicide is removed way. You, you mean one of us made a the decision to, to kill one of the others? Why not? We should merely be doing him a service he requires. Would you refuse to oblige a friend? Well, since you say that the game is interesting and exciting, how is it played? The members sit round the table and the president shuffles and deals the cards. One at a time to each member in turn. The member turns up his cards. And I assure you, the suspense is almost unbearable. Exquisite. Mm -hmm. One of the cards means that the member is to die. Exactly. The eighth of spades is the card of death. And uh, the card that turns him into a murderer? he prefer to say, appoints him official of the night. That's another ace, the ace of clubs. <laughs> now I could understand. Only too clearly. The man sitting by himself in the window, his head hanging, hands thrust deep in his trouser pockets, pale and sweating with fear. A wreck in and body I could understand the cynical smile on the face of the president the only one in the room who had nothing to lose by the game who charged each man the price of his death or the hire of the killer at last we met again the man who had brought us to the club the young madman of the cream top is this your first night here as a member I take it that it is yes as I say quite a few of my friends have been members in the park that's how I came to hear about it While they were waiting for their ace of spades. You may remember a certain baronet who was crushed to death by a falling wall last month. Yes, I seem to remember him. Was he a a member as well? He brought me with him to the door the night of the accident. Nobody outside this room knew what really happened to him. So the member who him was drowned in a boating accident the following weekend. I hope to be a On your first night? Isn't that rather unlikely? Unlucky at love, you know. Lucky at (laughs) cards. I lay you five to one that I draw the ace to I thought you'd spent your last sovereign on cream tart. Oh, I'm sorry, of course I did. Well, wish me luck, anyway. Well, no, I wish you all that you wish yourself. I wish you the same. Uh, if it's your pleasure, gentlemen. Well, this will decide it. One way or the other. A <laughs> pair of folding doors had been thrown open and the whole room full of men began to pass into the next room. The gaming room itself was similar in every way to the one which we had left, except for the furniture. The center of the room was occupied by a long green table at the head of which the president seated himself. In front of him was a pack of cards, which he began to shuffle and cut with careful deliberation. Thirteen members sat down at the table. My friend and I, between the young man and the semi-paralyzed honorary member, very well, gentlemen. For the benefit of our new members, each of you must declare the card that's been dealt to him before I deal the card to his neighbor. Is that understood? Yes. yes. Right. yes, yes. Very well, then. I will begin to deal. Four of hearts. <laughs> Neighbor's bed. Ten of hearts. Queen of hearts. Three of clubs, Eight of diamonds. Edmunds of cups. Knaves of diamonds. Ace of hearts. What? No. No. I must ask you to declare your cards, sir. Uh, the ace of clubs. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> The airs of The card of the killer had been dealt to the young man of the cream tart. He Dropped it on the table, his face whited than the pasteboard. Then left his face at the table and stumbled back into the smoking room. The excitement around the gaming table was now electric. The killer was known, and somewhere among the remaining twelve was the victim. Hope, fear, envy, and abject terror shone from the watching eyes of the player. Striking contrast to the cynical smile of the dealer... Five of hearts. King of spades. Four of diamonds. The card had not been dealt to every member on the table. The president began to deal the second round. Eight of clubs. King of spades. Five of clubs. Six of diamonds. Seven of spades. King of Hearts, two of Diamonds, and once again the dealer come round to me. As I turned my card on the table, my heart was pounding in my chest. Ten of Hearts, and now it was the turn of my neighbour. The Honour, remember. The ace of Spades. No, no, I don't want to die. I don't want. To die the game for the night was at an end as we left the room the president beckoned to the young man of the dream task the man who had hoped to die was receiving his instructions As official of the night a friend and I made our escape as quickly as we could we hailed a handsome cab which took us back to our home and back to some degree of sanity next morning my friend came round to call on me after breakfast well have you seen it this morning's paper no what I haven't looked at the papers yet then read this mr. Bartholomew Malthus well-known in social circles and Sir Andrew Flann were killed in a fall from the fourth floor window of the former's town residence. It appears that Sir Andrew had offered to assist Mr. Malthus up the stairs to his apartment as the latter was suffering from the effects of a partial stroke. On emerging from the lift, it is thought that Mr. Malthus must have been seized with an attack of giddiness which caused Sir Andrew to lead into an open window at the end of the corridor. It is thought that one of the gentlemen must then have stumbled and that the other, in trying to save him, was dragged through the window in his turn. The honorary member and the young man of the crane, Tux. So he died after all. Was it murder and suicide? Or murder and accidental death? I wonder. Whatever it was, the world can spare them. Both of them. Yes. And only one thing lacking, to make a poetic justice. You mean the president? Yes. The president of the Suicide Club. What is the ultimate fate of those other members of the club? Whether the club is still in existence, or whether the murderer whose brain conceives it came to a violent end in turn, that is something I shall never know. All I know is this, that I never read of a fatal accident in the papers now, without wondering whether it was an accident, or just one further member of an association of madmen, madmen whose 40 pounds had been paid to join the suicide club.